0: One more. One more week. One more week, and you can do whatever you want with your mask. One more week. Thank you. Thank you, Sheila, for that uh, prelude. Thank you to our musicians for being here. Every week. yeah. Thank you uh, to each of you for being here and uh, waving to all those people online. Thank you to all those people who are joining us. Some just down the road here and some across the country, across the world, and we're honored uh, to worship together in this, uh, this way. Also thankful for the Altar Guild. Uh, the Altar Guild, you know, they move around silently, we don't see them, but the table's set uh, to welcome us uh, to the Feast of Victory for our God, Holy Communion, uh, today as well. So it's good that we're here, amen? Amen. Yeah, it's the first Sunday in Lent, and so you see the color is purple now as we are in this Lenten season. Mm-hmm. Uh, working our way towards uh, Jerusalem uh, on, on, on Holy Week. So everything you need is uh, printed on your or of service or will be projected for you. And if it's comfortable now, I would invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our gathering hymn, Lord, I lift your name on high. season, a time of reflection on our walk with God, uh, we will be using a litany a responsive reading that is a brief order for confession and forgiveness. We all have a story. story Main roads, back roads, and detours. Joy and sorrow. We see and experience it all. In the book that tells the story of our lives. Each of us has a few paragraphs. Or pages or chapters. That we regret. Words spoken and Tender words that we neglected to speak. We regret that harmed us or our loved ones. We all have a story. These stories are unique. Forgive us, Lord. Give us the grace to forgive others. Give us the to Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Dear friends in Christ, in mercy God forgives us all our sins. God offers us this day a new beginning. May we repent of the ways that leave us broken. And may we learn to love as Jesus taught us. Your sins are forgiven. Let them go and live. Amen. Amen. In our hymn of praise, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. God be with us in our gatherings and in our scattering. May our worship be authentic and pleasing to you. And may we depart from this sanctuary with a renewed commitment to love and forgive. Send now your Holy Spirit that the human family might be renewed and the oppressed set free. We pray not understanding, but trusting in your love and mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Please be seated.
1: The first lesson is from the second chapter of Genesis. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise up from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. And then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge Of good and evil then the Lord God said it is not good that the man should be alone I will make a helper as his partner so out of the ground the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see if he would call them and whatever the man called every living creature that was its name the man gave names to all the cattle all the birds of the air and every animal of the field but for the man there was not found a helper as his partner so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept then he took one of the ribs closed it up but closed up its place with flesh and the rib that the Lord God had made taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man the word of the Lord
2: our friend David Roth wrote this song called we are the stuff of stars We're the stuff that stars are made of, dust and light. What appears to be a vacuum is not an endless night. All the darkness in between doesn't mean a blessed thing. We're the stuff that stars are made of, we are the stuff of stars. that stars are made of hopes and dreams what appears as challenging may not be all it seems all the doubts and all the fear no longer have a home in here we're the stuff that stars are made of we are the stuff of stars May pull you down with all its might. Never underestimate the power and speed of light. We're the stuff that stars are made of, sparks and spheres. What appears as endless void is cleansed away by tears. Every wound and every scar can't extinguish who we are. We're the stuff that stars are made of. We are the stuff of stars.
0: Uh, Good songwriting right there, Uh, beautiful lyrics. Uh, A poet, David Roth, he's been in our sanctuary and hopefully he'll come back while the pandemic is easing off. Uh, Thank you, Carl, for that. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Rocky, for telling that story from the Old Testament. The text that I would like to share with you this morning is a follow-up on the text that Rocky just read for you. And the sermon title, if you saw it in your bulletin, is Dust and Ribs. Kind of sounds like a barbecue joint in Texas, doesn't it? <laughs> Dust and ribs. We are looking to our most ancient human stories to help us to understand our current human predicament. Now, What you heard from Rocky as he read this text was the first confession of faith. The first confession of faith is one of a connection with a higher being. The first confession of faith maintains that creation was not an accident. Creation was not without thought. There was, in fact, intelligent and intentional design in creation. In a similar fashion, the first confession of faith maintained that humans were not an accident— of evolution now evolution is a given humans and all creation have been evolving oceans mountains glaciers animal species change is a constant we know that and if you consider your own life story for a moment I'm guessing that you have been evolving on your journey as well but to acknowledge evolution in no way denies the creativity or the intentionality of God. Humans are not an accident. They are a part of God's created order, a part of creation, and at the same time somehow set apart, set apart in their ability to higher thinking and reason. Equally important, they are from the beginning called by God to be co-creators with God, to have dominion over the earth. Now, dominion in the biblical narrative does not mean to dominate. It means to exercise good and benevolent care. A faithful king or queen did have dominion over their subjects but more than a privilege that dominion was a sacred responsibility to protect and care for their subjects. The first confession of faith among humans was that of a higher power. The belief that there was intentionality in creation and God had a meaning and a purpose for those who were created in God's image the creation stories of ancient cultures varied almost all ancient cultures had creation stories now they had different understandings of God they had different names for this higher power but consistent was the understanding that creation was a gift not an accident that there was intelligent design now if you read the Bible what you're gonna find in the Bible is the Bible contains many forms of writing. There's poetry, there's history, there's science, there's parables, there's metaphors and hymns, all in the Bible. The Bible is primarily, though, not a hymn book, not a history book. No, it is primarily a book of faith. It's not a book of science. It never intended to tell us how God created the heavens and the earth. It simply tells us that God was The genius behind creation. The Bible is a book of faith. The musings and theological reflections of the Jewish people. People who are trying to figure out their place in creation. People who are trying to find meaning in their suffering and to better understand how it is that God interacts with them day to day. They ask the same questions that we ask today, by the way. The big difference is that we are enlightened. You, l- you laugh. We are enlightened by science. And we are enlightened by the exponential growth of human knowledge. You know, for most of our human existence, knowledge, human knowledge was doubling every... 100 years. That is amazing when you think about it. And in 2022, human knowledge doubles every 13 months. That's right. 13 months, not 13 years. Many of the questions that were asked by ancient people of faith have now been answered, at some level anyway, by science. Our text this morning which I will get to sooner or later, be patient, is a follow-up on that first reading, a story that speaks of creation as an intentional act of God. Man is created from dust, and the woman is created from the rib of the man. Now, as we hear this story, it's pretty clear that the ancients had yet to be enlightened by science. We know that men and women both have 12 sets of ribs, And dust? We are hardly made of dust. Women and men were given life by God. But one of the early questions then was, what about about death? We're given life, what about death? The people of faith wondered why people had to die. For all of history, humans have detested death. They have railed against death. Every generation has longed to understand this painful part of our shared human experience. The explanation is found in Genesis chapter 3. According to the Bible, it did not take long for these free will humans to disobey God and get in all kinds of trouble. The judgment that followed answered the question of our mortality. So here's our text from Genesis 3. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust and to dust you shall return. Those are the words of Ash Wednesday. This is a stark reminder of our frail and fragile existence. Now my life and our shared congregational life has been consumed in recent weeks by death. Yesterday I joined the family of Agnes Morgan at Bayview Cemetery on her 99th birthday. We carried her. We carried dust and stood at the exact spot where I stood with Agnes 30 years ago when we buried her husband, Al. Seven times in the last month, I've walked the graveside carrying dust. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. God took dust and formed the human race. It's pretty It's a pretty simplistic understanding, is it not? Not very scientific. Elementary thinking, maybe, at best. The ancient, uninformed fables of pre-enlightened people. Uninformed fables? Maybe. Carl Sagan, you know the name Carl Sagan? Yeah? Carl Sagan was a man of science. He was not a man of faith. In 1996, the star of PBS was dying of cancer at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Institute right here in Seattle at the age of 62. And he received many cards from all over the world, all different religions, communications, letting him know that people were praying for him all around the world. He was thankful, he said, but he didn't believe in faith. No, he believed in science. And an associate of his said, Carl does not want to have faith. He wants to know to know certainty you know it's not easy to prove that there is a God and it's impossible to prove that there is not a God many skeptics believe that God is little more than a myth a myth devised by who by those unlightened unenlightened people remember you are dust and dust you shall return dust really These are the words of the astronomer and astrophysicist, Carl Sagan. I think they'll be projected for you there. Look at those words. The nitrogen in our DNA, the calcium in our teeth, the iron in our blood, the carbon in our apple pies were made from the interiors of collapsing stars. We are made of Star stuff. Amazing, is it not? You see, in reality, according to science, we have come from dust, the dust of stars and earth and elements unknown to most of us. Fifty years ago, some of you are old enough to remember 50 years ago, even though that was during the 60s, so you might not remember much. Fifty years ago, Joni Mitchell wrote, we are stardust, we are golden, we are billion-year-old carbon, and we got to get back to the garden. Those words contained more truth than we probably realized when we heard them in 1969. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What does that mean for us? That means anywhere that we find truth, we found God. Anywhere we find truth, we found a revelation of God. And that means that the truth should never be scary for us. The truth is never to be feared, for the truth is of God. Now, I want you to watch just a very short video and listen carefully to a man of science who wrote these words and narrates.
3: That's here. ...than this distant image. To me, it underscores our responsibility... ...to deal more kindly with one another... ...and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot. The only home we've ever known.
0: We are all, uh horrified, I know, horrified by the uh, human carnage and suffering that we're seeing in Ukraine. Innocent civilians are displaced and dying. Families are separated. Young men are used as pawns by old men seeking power. Nothing's new. Everything is old. We are horrified by the images as homes and cities are returned to dust. I saw a news report earlier this week showing a Russian convoy that had been destroyed. A body of a soldier laid dead on a bridge in a foreign land. And as a reporter was reporting, the reporter saw something in the rubble and picked it up, and it was was a little teddy bear. And he quickly moved on from that to a smoldering tank. But my mind didn't move on. It was clear that that little teddy bear had been given to a young father by a son or daughter to help protect or comfort him in war. And the teddy bear would never return to that child. We are dust, and to dust we shall return. We are the same, my friends. We come into existence floating in the water of our mother's womb, and we had nothing to do with our arrival. In every corner of the earth and in every chapter of human history, the journey has begun this way, the same way, in accordance with God's intentional design. No, we are not an accident, but we are all the same. Seven times I've carried dust to graveside in the past month. Let me tell you something. This is what it looks like a nice wood box, a polished bronze urn, perhaps, or a basic plastic container. And when you open it, the contents are absolutely the same. Dust, a few fragments of bone, sodium, potassium, carbon. In other words, star stuff, elements forged in collapsing stars. This is what it looks like. And I got to tell you, the rich and the poor look the same. Gay and straight look the same. Male and female, no, just dust. Jew and Muslim, black or yellow, Republicans or Democrats, in those boxes, they just all look the same. Russians and Ukrainians, you know, we are, we are all the same. And it must stop. The warring madness must stop. The dictators and the despots must fall. Old men must stop sending young men off to die. Our women and children must be safe, and we must learn to live in peace. I've been inspired, as you have, by the bravery of the Ukrainians. And I've been encouraged by the outgoing, outpouring of support from across the globe. It is heartening to see the streets of the world's cities filled with those who aren't going to tolerate war no more. This lamp, we are headed to Jerusalem. In Jesus' day, the Roman Empire ruled, and they ruled with a sword. Pontius Pilate, Herod Antipas, and the religious leaders were much more interested in power than truth. And in Holy Week, as he was being arrested, Jesus commanded his followers to reject the violence that had marked the human story since Cain and Abel. Jesus said, Put away your sword. Those who live by the sword will die by the sword. We are stardust. We are golden. We are billion year old carbon. And we got to get back to the garden. Can we learn? Can we learn to live without violence? Can we reject, can we reject the narrative of the warlords? They tell us that we're different, but we're the same. Can we reject the fear mongers who inspire us to hate telling us they're different when they're not? Can we say no to racism and bigotry as we claim our place as sacred dust, Is it possible that we might see our neighbors as sacred dust as well? It starts now, folks. God created us with intention. We must break with intention the curse of Cain and Abel. It's our only hope. Yeah, we've got to get back to the garden. Carl's going to (laughs) sing.
2: the heavens walks on the wings of the wind he sends forth the springs from the valleys they flow between mountains the birds of the air dwell by the water lifting their voices in song singing
0: you stand as we lift our hearts to God in prayer. Uh, Rocky's going to lead us in the prayers. Uh, Each petition will end. God, in your mercy and our response, hear our prayer. Let us.
1: O loving God, you spread out the heavens. We see birds in the air, springs in the valleys, and the sun in its setting. Let us see and hear again this marvelous creation and vow to be your bearers of light and life and recreators with you of this place we call home. Let us learn the ways of true stewardship for this earthly cradle of circle of life. God, in your mercy, O oh, loving God, Create clean hearts, renewed spirits, and awaken your written law within the hearts of all political leaders on this planet so that their action will restore all people to their rightful justice, mercy, and peace. We pray especially for the Ukraine, Somalia, Palestine, and Marimar, and the places we each hold in our hearts. O oh God, in your mercy. Hear O oh loving God, calm the fears and pain of all those who are afflicted by illness, turmoil, or doubt, and refresh the energy of all those who give them care, We acknowledge those whose tireless work has led us through this virus. As it begins to lose its grip on our daily lives, may we give them our thanks and continue to hold up those for whom this virus is still an issue and those many who have lost loved ones. O God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. And O Lord God, we pray we pause and we contemplate in this moment to remember those who have died. Those like Agnes, who have passed after a good long life at a ripe old age. Those who have died too young from an illness we could not control. And those who have died from the madness of war, a sickness humans could have controlled but have not. By your grace, may we evolve to a place where we value each of our children as part of the body of Christ, where none of us are whole until all, no matter who they are, are known as beloved children of God, where all life is treasured, just as you have treasured us. O oh God, in your mercy. Oh God. We know you forgive us and remember our sins no more. Hold us and hear our prayers this day. We trust them to you through the compassionate heart of Jesus. And in peace we pray, amen. amen.
0: The peace of the Lord be with you. Please share a sign of peace and greeting with one another.
4: I don't have words, thank you.
0: Thank you for sharing in that greeting of peace. There is a feast over in the uh, Fellowship Hall, so do come uh, over. Lots of food today, lots of food, and fresh cinnamon rolls, and palas, and all kinds of good food, so come over. And if you uh, gave up sweets for Lent, Sundays don't count. Right, really, if you look, it's 40 days, not including Sundays. Sunday's always a celebration of the resurrection, so you're safe here. On Sunday mornings, go have a cinnamon roll and enjoy. Thursday night, uh, we continue our Lenten journey together. Uh, every Thursday night now, we're going to have uh, a meal at 6 and a service at 7, hold an evening prayer, a beautiful uh, contemplative uh, service at 7 o'clock, which will last about 30, 35 minutes maybe. Um, so we'd encourage you to come out. You can come out for one or both. If you can't stay for the service and want to come for dinner, that's fine. If you can't, uh, uh, make dinner, come at 7 o'clock for the uh, uh, worship service, the details are in your bulletin, but uh, it's potluck this year, straight potluck, so that means we eat what you bring, so um, everyone bring something, uh, and uh, we'll gather in the, uh, in the gym, and uh, we will provide uh, drinks, and we will provide dessert for you because uh, Thursdays and, ho- and Lent don't Ooh. count, <laughs> either. Carl's, Carl's waving me off, he says we've lost all ritual. Anyway, uh, there's that. Uh, also, Mark and Barb Schultz uh, have been watching online and have been worshiping here uh, for over 32 years, and they came in uh, yesterday or Friday, I guess it was, and uh, they're moving uh, to be closer to the grandkids on the east side, so they're probably up there. Mark and Barb, we wish you the very best. Thank you for your service to our uh, congregation uh, as well. Um, Adult education, uh, Zen Buddhism today is this uh, continuing um, series on different world religions. You can go down and find out more about Zen Buddhism, take your questions. And there, as always, are are, uh, out on the table, uh, cards, send cards, those cards mean a lot to people. We'd encourage you to do that. Uh, Deacon Amy, what do you have for us?
5: Good morning. morning. We have an updated announcement sheet on the Narthex table with all of the news and events for children, youth, and family activities. Lots of great things going on. Uh, Sunday school meets every Sunday morning between services. Confirmation class meets after the second service this morning. And our middle school youth group on Wednesdays uh, continues to alternate for now between in-person and Zoom. This week, we'll be on Zoom. And then starting next week, we'll be here in person every Wednesday at five o'clock. And then our high school mental health check-ins, that's a, a great kind of new thing that we've started just a couple weeks ago. That's every Tuesday at seven o'clock. We're upstairs in the youth room and we gather for snacks and conversation and just a time to kind of decompress. Um, middle school students going to Camp Luther Haven this summer, we need signups by March 15th. So if you have a middle schooler interested in that trip, please uh, sign up in the gym or come and see me. And then our high school trip to Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp, we need sign-ups for that by the end of the month. So looking forward to all of our fun adventures resuming again. And then um, this coming Friday, I'm taking a group of elementary students up to Camp Lutherwood. We have a great group signed up. We are heading out in the church van. Once again, it feels so good to be able to load up the van with kids and head out for fun. And I ask that you keep us all in your prayers for that wonderful adventure. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. A word about uh, Holy Communion. We'll be uh, sharing Holy Communion in a few moments. Uh, the most important word is that you all are welcome, of course. Uh, we'll be communing still at station. We may use the rails in a few weeks and uh, give you an opportunity to kneel. But today at station, so you'll come down towards a baptismal font. The ushers will help you to come down the center aisle. You receive the host, go ahead and, and take your mask off, consume the host. And then you'll receive grape juice at the next station and in individual glasses for your uh, safety, um, all grape juice. So, uh, But please know that you're welcome, even if you're visiting with us for the first time, you're always welcome, because it's not a Lutheran table, it's the Lord's table, and Jesus invites you uh, to come. Uh, now, I'm going to call my volunteers up, Pastor all Jim. those who didn't know they were going to volunteer this morning, but <laughs> did. Uh, so well, come up, and if you just want to fill on the rail, keep those checks. You, you're you the only ones who know what they say until they're projected, <laughs> so don't hold them out until it's your time. Now, you Pastor gotta know, Jim... Go may I,
2: may I, well, as they're coming up, may I interrupt? Um, just go to, we're going to have a little choir rehearsal Wednesday night here, so to kind of see if we can get that started. So at 6.30, if you are a choir kind of person, come on and join us. We'll uh, sing out here in the sanctuary and uh, get ready for sometime soon.
0: It's been two years for the choir, so if you want to be in the choir, this is a good time. Uh, okay, we're going to have projections. They're going to show you what the checks are. If it's your check, then you turn it around. So this is a real challenge for you here. No, no, don't, don't turn it around yet. Wait, okay, go. <laughs> okay, go. There it is. Who's got Whidbey Island Young Life? Who's got Whidbey Island Young Life? Orion. Okay, well, these are checks we sent in February. Uh, we sent $1,400 to Whidbey Island Young Life. That helps uh, young, uh, young, obviously, high school students and middle school students going to camp primarily this summer uh, with Whidbey Island Young Life. And the next one? Who's got that one? Compassion International. Uh, John has got Compassion International. This mostly is it's international uh, aid that mostly to children, the sponsorship of children and helping children all across the planet. So we're thankful for that. Uh, And once yours is up, you can keep them up then so we can see them. What's the next one? Uh, University of Washington Lutheran Campus Ministry. Who's got that one? Okay, Gina, thank you. Uh, $1,000. We have uh, Lutheran chaplains, and actually the chaplain at... uh, Lutheran Campus Ministry, Chelsea Globe, is going to come visit us in the summer. She'll be here at the end of August. We send $1,000 to them. Next one. Pacific Rim Institute is up in Coopville. Anybody know that one? Okay, they do environmental uh, education and and work, and we support them here in the island. We sent them $1,000, part of our commitment to the environment. And the next one. It's got Friends of the Earth, more of our commitment to the environment. This is an international group that are a national group in in the United States that takes care of, uh, tries to lobby and help with um, uh, environmental issues here. So uh, we do take that um, responsibility not to dominate, but to have dominion seriously in our parish. Next, what do we got? How do you know there? Oh, you have know it already. Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> Way to go, Butch. Uh, Habitat for Humanity. I don't know if you know that, but it, on, on uh, South Woodby Island, Habitat for Humanity started right here in our church, a meeting right here in our church, in the old building before this building was here. And every year we support Habitat as they build homes to help, uh, help our neighbors. And uh, next one. Circlewood, creation care, back to the, um, the Dominion uh, Circle Wood is over on the east side, and they are, they are uh, creation care in the Pacific Northwest. Issues around the Puget Sound and our mountains and our, our forest here. So you are there. All these spots, you are there. This is in February. All these checks were written. Next one. The Enzo House. Anybody know the Enzo House just down here? Uh, Enzo House is hospice care. And they are fantastic people. It's a fantastic ministry, and we're so happy to come alongside them and support them. We've had several members of our own congregation who have died there, and they just get fantastic care at the end of life. Next. Okay, there we are. Bethany Northwest. We are a part uh, of a uh, nursing home system, Lutheran nursing home system, and we, uh, our corporate, our, our congregation, our corporate owners i guess not really owners but uh, members of bethany system and we sent them thirteen hundred dollars this week next okay uh this is we sent a check earlier uh, on march 2nd for five thousand dollars to go help with the refugees that are leaving the ukraine this is a way that we can come alongside and, and really make a difference and we have organizations over there on the ground already working with other organizations and we, we sent 5,000. But as the week progressed, next one, we had another 5,000 to send. And I'm anticipating before this next week is out, we'll send another 10,000 from our congregation. Uh, and I might say, is that going to make any difference? Well, there are 10,000 Lutheran churches in the United States. If everyone does their part, we can make a big difference. And this 10,000 here, and probably the other 10 we're going to send this week is all because of you. It's all because of your checks that you've written and sending in money to support this. We uh, We all care, and I just thank you for that. But I thank you for all of it, because this is only possible because of you and your generosity and our understanding that as Christian people we're blessed, but we're never blessed in isolation. We're what? We're blessed to... Be a blessing to others. So give yourself a round of applause and good thanks. And you can just put those uh, right here. Just pile them up right here. It'd be fine. All right. That was just February, and that happens almost every month. Uh, So we're very thankful uh, for your support. And now as we move uh, towards this table, I would invite you to stand. Gathered here at Trinity Lutheran church in Freeland, we remember um, a Thursday night in an upper room in Jerusalem. It was Holy Week. It was the night in which he was betrayed. And our Lord Jesus was gathered with his disciples there. He took the bread and gave thanks, and then he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks. He gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. And Jesus Christ today invites you personally to come and share in the body and blood of, his Lord, of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'd invite you now to join me in prayer as we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Gifts of God for you, the people of God, all are welcome. Please come. You may be seated.
2: And blinking step into the sun, there's more to be seen than can ever be seen, more to do than can ever be done. stampede You should never take more ever be found but the sun rolling high through the sapphire sky keeps great and small on the endless round in the circle of life it's the circle the circle of life it's the wheel of fortune it's the leap of faith it's the band of In the circle, the circle of life, on the path unwinding, in the circle, the circle of life.
0: Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you now and always in God's grace. Amen. Amen. Fed and forgiven, go forth from this place to make a difference in the world. Go out those doors and find your place of ministry and service. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our sending hymn is a hopeful uh, hymn, uh, This is My Song.